On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, Kidder and I have a very lengthy conversation about music because, hey, a new song dropped and Kidder's super excited about it. We also talk a little bit about wrestling, a little bit about hockey music. All in all, it's a great show and you're in a good place. Welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast that YouTube calls when it needs something to fill the 9.30 to 11.30 time slot. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Well, now I'm wondering if my phone is charged or if it has service because I'm still waiting to get that call. So apparently we're just not needed or something. <laughs> um, I'm a little tired, Jaco. I'm a little tired. Uh, to coin a phrase... It, it's been a week. Uh, you, you can't coin that phrase. Somebody else has already coined that phrase. Well, that was a question. It's not a statement. That was a question. Because I, <laughs> I had the, the uh, increase in, in uh, tone at the end of it uh, as, as though I'm asking a question. So, <clears throat> yeah, I believe yours is more of a statement as a period at the end. <laughs> you know, um, uh, this is one that we're definitely going to have to have the courts solve. So uh, I'll have my lawyer call your lawyer. And, uh, you know, in uh, five to ten years, we'll probably get a settlement on it. <laughs> settlement, yeah. Settlement. Great. Well, <laughs> um, I'd ask you how you're doing, but we don't need to settle that either. Uh, so how about we just go right into this thing? Let's get uh, get on with the show with merch, twenty percent off all the Triple B merch. Beerbluesbs.com. Twenty percent. Look at this right at the bottom of your screen. The code Howard. He's giving you more holiday cheer than you know what to deal with. It's all at Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. Pick out all kinds of items in there. Great quality things. You know, like a pint glass, perhaps. You want a beerbluesbs.com, beer blues BS logo right there uh, on your pint glass. You can do that for 20% off. Or perhaps, as I mentioned before, you'd like a Triple B sticker to stick where you'd like to stick it. Stick it to us, beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. Or perhaps you would like. A metal sign. Look at this. High quality Beer Blues MBS logo right there. Howard's in shock right now. He just can't believe it. This is what um, the back looks like too. So you can uh, you can hang it. Comes with the material to hang it wherever you would like to hang it on your wall. 
And I mean, look at that. It's, it's nice, nice, shiny quality. You can see the, the triple B set right there, all shiny and everything. Mm -hmm. So beerbluesbs.com, 20% off. Thanks to keyword Howard. Note, Howard to, note to self, future self, make lower third that has code on it because we haven't done that for the last like 10 episodes where we've been offering this and now I have to do it. Because somebody called it out. Oh, maybe somebody didn't look in the graphics folder. <laughs> somebody didn't tell somebody that they updated the <laughs> graphics folder. I've been busy, man. You can't just put stuff in there and expect me to find it. <laughs> oh, I, I thought the clue was use this keyword. <laughs> I've just been like, you know what? Everybody knows how to spell Howard. It's not like we, you know, put oh. some like crazy hidden letter in there to make it difficult. I was like, oh, everybody everybody's going to see that it's Howard or know how to spell Howard. You know? It's uh, H as in Howard O with an umlaut <laughs> W <laughs> 3 R D <laughs> No, don't spell it that way because you won't get the code. It'll tell you invalid if you try and put that in. So for you audio listeners, that, of course, is H-O-W-A-R-D, Howard, 20% off your bluespace.com. I just had to work in some banter there, there Kidder, you know. We, we, we've been a little low on the banter. Oh. I had to, had to you know, boost our banter numbers. Gotcha. 20% uh, fee for banter. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Or you just wanted to make the show go off the rails, not even three minutes in. Sweet. Maybe. Possibly. I could be an agent of chaos. You don't know. <clears throat> Le Saboteur. Good game, by the way, back in the day in the old Xbox 360. It was. Well, I, I never played enough of it, though. Should have played I never, never was able to finish it. And that, that, was, that was my issue with it. I wanted to finish it, and I had the you know, when you used to be able to get the game guides instead of look on the internet to have all of your answers searched for you, basically. So, yeah, it's it's over over on the shelf, but have not made it to uh, getting over there. Finish it. Other things going on. So, what's on tap over there, Howie Blues? Let's Get to things. Yeah, let's let's get to drinking because it's been a week, Gitter, and uh, it's been a day even. And uh, I could use a drink. Um, and uh, you know, when I need a drink after a long, hard week, I turn to Red Lodge Ale's Two Toed Tropical IPA, mostly for the look on Gitter's face. Yep, it's an IPA. The flavor profile says that it is juicy and hazy. The color is golden. The IBU is 50. The alcohol per volume is 6%. The awesomeness is 100. Don't hurry, be hoppy. So that's uh, so what we got on the label. Give it a, give it a, ooh, yeah, there's some hops in there. So 
let's uh let's hop right to it and give it a taste well it's got a juicy taste but not not a super strong juicy taste i mean i'm definitely getting the hops that's for sure But like the, yeah, the juiciness part of this, I would say is kind of lacking in the, like, I know I'm not a big fan of fruit and beer, but I could use a little bit more fruit in this beer. Like it's supposed to be a tropical IPA. There's, I'm not getting the tropical notes, Kidder. I'm not like, there's not like pineapple or guava or any of the other tropical flavors you'd expect in something like this. It's just, or at least if it is, it's really weak. It's all right. It's all right. Not my fave. I'll get through it. And then I'll probably drink a sour. Or will I? Stick around for what's on tap. Round two, the sequel. Kidder! And if he actually knows what he's doing. Maybe. Banter. Banter. Kidder! Uh, what, what, what you going to pull out of that uh, that lovely Triple B beer fridge you got sitting there, you know? <clears throat> well, you know, it was about that time of the year. What time of the year? Cold, dark, and depressing. So let's make it a little bit better with something cold and dark, but antidepressing. How's that? That sound good? Are you drinking liquid Zoloft? Is that, is that what's going on here? I'm a little it's worried. Like, I can neither confirm nor deny these nor any other allegations at this time as to what the local geek may have placed inside this beverage. Oh, boy. And, that, and that is a Kettle House Brewing Company cold smoke right there. The Scottish Ale, a 6.5% alcohol by volume, a one whole pint, 16 whole ounces in there, which, you know what? Look at that. It, it fits into the Triple B pint glass. Hmm. Uh, anyway, this is smooth, roasty, and has a robust finish. Light, bottomless powder craved by skiers and boarders. So, Howard Blues, I did not know that you fit into either of those categories. But, Brooding Cannon Kettle House Brewing Company there in Bonner, Montana. And pretty much a Montana exclusive. The contents, beer. And yes, we've had it on the show before, but you know, it's always nice to uh, take a look at the can. I think even since the last time I had one of these, the can design changed. But I could be wrong, and it could just uh, have been <laughs> that uh, long of a period of time since the last time I had one. Especially on this show. So thanks, Local Geek! Appreciate the what's on tap.
Mm. That's nice. Also, by the way, uh, you can buy us a beer at beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer and then leave us a comment. When you buy us a beer, we can read it out on the, the show here. In the video version will even post it right there. And just continue on with our stuff and uh, our fun. So, as they say, get on with it. <clears throat> Howard Blues, what are you doing over there? Uh, you know, Kidder, um, I'm just working on a on a model. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about it in a bit. That's oh. uh, yeah, yeah. A uh, new project for reasons, and I'll, as I said, I'll talk about it in a bit. All right, reasons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, well, yeah. I have some exciting news. I can't be that exciting. I mean, really, how exciting could it be, Kidder? It's not like Metallica's going on tour and that they have new music or anything fun like that. No, it can't be anything exciting. Oh, yeah! That's right. Howie Blues getting the thunder a little bit there. Metallica! New album, yeah! Called 72 Seasons, yeah! Threat Lars, yeah! James, yeah! Robert, yeah! Kirk, yeah! They're, they're uh, going on on, uh, out on a tour there. They got the whole new album. Like I said, 72 Seasons comes out April 14th in the 2023 era. Yes, a few months away, but worth the wait. And they surprised everybody with the brand new single, Lux Eterna, this week. And uh, I uh, lost my damn mind. It was good. And yes, that's not all, folks. As Howard Blues alluded to, Metallica announced the M72 World Tour spanning two years. Yes, this thing's scheduled through 2024. They are coming to Minneapolis in August of 2024. Tickets on sale now if you can get them. I got tickets, Howard. I uh, I knew that, but I didn't want to steal all the thunder. Um, I mean, I, I stole some of your thunder, but I didn't want to steal all of it. Uh, it's you know. good, because then I would make you ride the lightning. Yeah. Um, it's I, sad, I, but true. I, 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 two things, Kidder. First, about about that. I do have to ask a question. Yeah. I, I, I do have to ask a, uh, a question, because Kidder... Uh, not only did you get tickets, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, and here's what I want to know. Because yeah. one of the tour stops is Minneapolis. But but you did not get tickets to the Minneapolis shows. Hell no. You went for the Phoenix shows. And so I got to ask, Kidder, yeah. why Phoenix? Why Phoenix over Minneapolis? What? Because if you went to Minneapolis, I know a certain weatherman in Fargo who probably would go with you and be an awesome rockin' time. And I, you know, I get that. Uh, you might even get like the rude boy Kyle driving up and joining you. I mean, that could be a big party sort of thing. But you know, you went Phoenix, man. What's I did? 
what what what's the thought pattern here? What's what's the well I love Phoenix. Plus it'll be like it's uh, in September. So here it has the potential to be, you know, 40 degrees or 80 degrees and hopefully down in Phoenix it'll be like 90. I love that. So we'll see. The second thing I've already seen Metallica at U.S. Bank Stadium. Metallica, I say that they opened the arena. They christened it being the first actual concert because the country concert the night before just isn't actually a concert. Let's be let's be completely honest. You can't shake the, the dust off the rafters and make sure that the damn thing is solidified at the ground with some weak-ass, hibbity-bibbity country. So, since uh, I've already been to U.S. Bank Stadium, how about see a concert, the first concert I have ever seen, in Phoenix? Why not? And this will be the third visit to Phoenix. And looking forward to it. Not sure uh, what hotel to stay at yet looked at some prices both for airfare and hotels and it's kind of uh, up in the air yet so we'll see what uh, what happens what hotel gets chosen as the triple b remote studio uh also their howard blues keep in mind the first show is on Friday, and the second show is on Sunday. Yes, there are two shows in each venue, and each show will be completely unique. It's a no-repeat weekend. On top of that, there's two opener ba- uh, bands, opening bands, before each of the shows, and all four will uh, be different, as in two for one night and the other two for the other night. And who are they? Well, the first night the band opens with, the first band is Mammoth, which is uh, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, Wolf, Wolfgang Van Halen. It's Eddie Van Halen's son. And then Pantera followed by the Mighty Metallica. That's night one. Night uh, two, which is technically two days later as well, that opens with Ice Nine Kills and Five Finger Death Punch, who I've seen almost as many times as I've seen Metallica. Uh, Not because I'm a super Five Finger Death Punch fan, It's because Five Finger Death Punch has been at that many different shows that I've wanted to go to with the other bands involved. Slash, I've had tickets from like the radio station and that sort of thing. So, (sighs) Uh, it's not even close. I've seen Metallica way more times than I've seen Five Finger Death Punch. Anyway, looking forward to it. Very excited. It's, you know... Doing the math, it's December, and that is in this upcoming September. So, you know, we're still a good 
nine, ten months out. Ten. Because it uh, would be about now. So there's that. Excited for it. The wallet? Not excited. Howard? What do you eat? What do you five? Oh well, you know, I I I, I know where you were going, Kidder, but I, I was I was I've been mean to ask this question, but you know, I didn't want to interrupt. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. manners, politeness. But I was gonna ask you, Kidder, because uh, I saw when you posted that you were going uh, quite a few comments on this, so we might as well address it here on the show. But Kidder, how was uh how was buying those tickets? Because that's that's question A, because there's been a, some fiasco with ticket buying for other concerts lately so how was the the purchasing of the tickets and also how's your wallet doing is it on life support should we send get well soon cards i mean the best way to help support uh, my wallet and this show would be to sponsor the show like buy us you know a beer or uh, 50 cases just please you can sponsor a broke podcast host for like a dollar a day Please just buy us a beer. <laughs> uh, so to give you an idea, Howard Blues, if you wanted to go to the show, the ticket range for you would be, and, and this is at the State Farm Stadium in Phoenix, uh, which uh, is where the Arizona Cardinals play. So large stadium, looking forward to it. Lots of seats. The upper deck nosebleed seats. The ticket price, $100. Now, this is for the two-day price. So, technically, you get two shows for $100. So, $50 a ticket. I think that's pretty good. Considering... A lot of shows in Las Vegas where you go for three hours of entertainment are between one and three hundred dollars for bad to okay seats. Okay. Now, here's what pisses me off the fees. I we're getting outrageous. And uh, if I back up just a second, this uh, through the uh, 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 the State Farm Stadium is not through Ticketmaster. Uh, and as you mentioned, there's been some controversy and problem uh, with Ticketmaster and having used Ticketmaster for many events, they are stupid to deal with. Now, if you go to a, a Ticketmaster outlet, like the Bismarck Event Center, and purchase your tickets there, there's no fees. You just pay the tax on it. But you have to go to the box office. When they're open, you have to buy the ticket there, hope that there's one available. So again, kind of a fiasco. This uh, system uh, at, again, State Farm Stadium is through SeatGeek. So this is my first interaction with SeatGeek. U.S. Bank Stadium was using Ticketmaster. So there is that. Uh, Now, again, these prices are through State Farm Stadium, and the price varies between venues. So I don't have all of the numbers 
between you know what venue and how much but again the low end $100 plus $40 in fees so your ticket $140 and if i remember right uh, uh no i don't uh no no never mind the taxes are included in the fees okay so that being the low end, you go up to the high end of the packages that are, uh, are available. This is called the Lux Eterna Platform Experience. This is for eight people. You get a raised platform, a limited edition item, a cooler with uh, beer in it for you and seven friends or perhaps uh, seven sugar daddies. How much do you believe that is, Howard? Uh, I don't know if you looked at the, you know, spoiler, but... Um, I, I did, but I don't remember. Um, so, Kidder, I'm going to say about 350 Like 350000 That's a little high. <laughs> uh $7,272 for Ooh. that platform experience. And I don't know how much the fees were, but for the $1,000 package, it was $131 uh, for fees. And so I would assume that it would be around $1,000 for fees. So $8,000 for you and seven friends to have a raised platform that is no more than 72 feet from the stage, plus an exclusive Metallica item and the uh, specific service for your, you know, platform and the case of beer, uh, or I don't know if it's a case, but it's a cooler of beer and uh, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> So uh, the info for all of the packages is at wearesuper.co slash Metallica. Mm. I went with the lowest of the VIP packages, which ended up being $598 per ticket plus $110 in fees per ticket. Now, that's the same feeling I had as as I slowly opened my wallet in preparation to pay. And, and the card. I'm sorry, little guy. This one's gonna be heavy. I'm I'm really sorry about this. And and of course, my card's like, what? What are you What are you doing? And and then it like half melted. Um. <clears throat> But it's it's a um, few different things. One, it's on the floor. Number two, you get an exclusive Metallica item for this package. Number three, you get early entrance to the venue. Number four, a priority line for the merch table 
and for the drinks, apparently. And uh, you also get one free uh, beverage, basically a be- one beer, before doors open. Hmm. So I'm like, all right. The next package up was $698, and that was for a seat in the first two, or no, in, in it wasn't, that was the package above that. So th- this package is in the seated section, the closest to the floor, and you get all of that except the free beer. So I'm like, $100 less, and you get a free beer? Sure. That sounds good to me. And I mean, it's a year, not a, a year out. It's, you know, nine months out. So, well, 10 months. <laughs> so I'll hopefully win the, win the lottery between now and then. <laughs> yeah. Or if there's somebody watching or listening to this and they want to help the, the Care to Phoenix Fund, just contact us. Buy us a bunch of beer. It's all at beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer, please. And thank you. <laughs> thank you in advance. Uh, the song's well, awesome, I, too. I, I was going to say, this might surprise you. I actually watched the music video and 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 took wow. in the track, which is Kidder is actually amazed because he knows I'm not like a huge Metallica fan. Um, so the odds of me actually like checking it out when he, he posted it was pretty, uh, pretty slim, but, uh, no, I checked it out and it is a, uh, really good track. So I'm waiting for this album to drop Kidder because, um, I've been trying to, since I've been doing more of the hockey announcing, I've been trying to, replace a lot of the 80s rock that the uh, full-time DJ has used for years and trying to modernize it. Yeah. And uh, I I think this track in my mind, what I'm going to do, and I know this is going to sound like sacrilege because for years now, Bismarck High's opening warm-up song has been Enter Sandman but I think I'm going to replace it with, with Lux Eterna. I like the song. I think it would be an excellent, like out the gate. Let's go song. Mm-hmm. So it's my plan. I'm, I'm planning as soon as it's available for me to download and file, I'm going to get it. Oh, and, it's uh, on Spotify. <laughs> it's, a, it's already out in the world. Well, and, uh, uh, I gotta, you know, maybe there's a way that you can get it to where you can use it. Uh, but I also have to say, uh, brother Nico and Rude Boy Kyle, I shared it with them uh, as I shared it with you because, yeah, <laughs> I lost my damn mind that day. But uh, Nico kind of brought up an interesting point that he felt it sounds like if fuel were made on death magnetic or even hardwired the last two actual metallic albums what do you what do you think about that howard 
Uh, yeah, okay. So I, I remember when I said Howard is not as big of a uh, Metallica fan as the rest of you. Now it's, um, just, now it's just an excuse. <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I have listened to those albums. Um, and therefore, I, I can't say that I could make such a astute observation. Hmm. All right. Like I probably heard have heard songs off of them, but like I haven't sat down and like digested like the full album from there to like be able to go, yeah, that song would uh, would definitely be you know fuel off of you know one of the albums you listed. Mm-hmm. Death Magnetic, I think that was one of them. Yeah, he does listen. <laughs> I do, I do. Awesome. I try. I try, man. Uh, yeah, I. I understand. That's not to say that I like Metallica or I think Metallica is bad. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't listen to as much metal as uh, you guys do. Yeah, that's that's the that's the truth of it. I'm, I am not as much of a metalhead as you guys. So, okay. so ah, it's a day. Different tastes, different things. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's all right, but no, I, I really did like that track. I, I listened to it. I was like, damn, this needs to go in my hockey music. So do it. Uh, I, I will. I, I, I will. I'm just waiting for the album to drop. So I have other songs for you that you should add. Just going to mm. rap. I'm going to rapid fire these right now. Let me, let me, let me. If, yeah. if, you're, if you're listening to this uh, and you're looking for new or newer rock music. Here's some songs. One, Bullet Holes by Bush. That one is already uh, maybe a year and a half old, two years old. Still a good song. Another song, uh, <clears throat> Waiting on the Sky to Change by Starset and Breaking Benjamin. Fantastic song. Have you played Will It Go Round in Circles yet by Billy Preston? Yes. Okay. I figured of that course. you because... Of course I have. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> uh, you know, that's, that's one of your songs, man. <laughs> he just en- enjoys the song a lot. Uh, Let Me Live My Life by Santa Sonia. Already an oldie in the, the terms of, you know, six to eight years old but a good song hey this is all modern stuff compared to the 80s rock that people have had to listen to at high school hockey games for years like it's um this is bringing us to the future man the future here's a an old fighting sioux classic that i used to play at the ralph Ingolstead arena and got kyle into it by the band skillet Whispers in the Dark. That one, that's a banger over the sound system. Oh, it sounds so good. I love it. Low Life by Crowbot. Very good one. Going back to 2004 from the band Velvet Revolver. Slither. I got that one. 
Wonderful. That's good to hear. Let's see, as I keep going down, by the way, uh, I'm taking a quick look at the Killer Kidders Show playlist, which I curate, maintain, add good stuff to all the time. Uh, and these, these are just on shuffle. So it shows you the amazing uh, experience you can have on Spotify just by listening to this. Uh, Apocalyptica featuring Lacey Sturm, again of the band Flyleaf, the song Broken Pieces. That's a really good one, too. And all of those that I grabbed for you there, no swearing. Which, Which is... Uh, he's giving me a thumbs up, I know. <laughs> it, 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 all, all of that is good, because... Um, uh, we we every now and then, uh, especially like at the JV games, you get parents playing the music, and um, they don't always think about like if there's swearing or cursing or if the lyrics of the song are actually appropriate uh, to be playing in a family setting. So I do try to pay attention to that with what I play, and uh, you know, I, there's probably some like really good song. Well, I can think of some really good songs like. Um, Holy Touch by Foxy Shazam. Banger of a song. Content, like, there's no swearing in it, but the content of what that song's about, it's like, I can't, I can't play that. Um, as much as I would love to. I uh, I settled for their uh, song, Unstoppable. Uh, also a banger. Rest of the Stuff by Foxy Shazam, I haven't, like, I, I like those two songs and, like, everything else in their uh, catalog. I'm kind of like, eh. Uh, uh. Mm -hmm. don't you hate that when you like hear like a really good song and you're like this is great i love this song let me check out the rest of this artist selection you find out like it's like the one black sheep in their catalog like everything else is like kind of emo and love song and different and you're just like no play these you know play more play stuff like this. like this yeah yeah mm -hmm. hate when that happens Godsmack's first single from their upcoming album in February. The song's called Surrender. Good one. Three Till Morning also has a brand new single called Our Reality. Their local artist from a regional artist from Minneapolis. So make sure you listen to to those guys because they do kick ass and uh, I, I know I mentioned uh, new music from Bush yes the band they call Bush uh, the song More Than Machines that one that one's a really good track it's got a nice nice guitar riff to it good stuff uh, i i think i gave you uh a good uh 15, 10 15 there yeah that's a that's a very good selection kidder and i i do appreciate it because uh in the past when you've given me stuff uh which i actually i think the last time i made a call i think you only actually gave me one song hmm. um but it was a good one it was uh shine downs planet zero uh-huh and i i you told me about it i went out i listened to it like i do with all of these and i went yep this is good. 
And uh, I do, I play that at warm-ups. I do love that uh, song during warm-ups. It's a... Yeah, it's just like... It is. It's just a a excellent track for that, you know. Um, and there's others that I've found, like I've added uh, Skillet's uh, Feel Invincible mm-hmm. to the warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple songs by The Who that I've added in. Not mm-hmm. The Who, but the Mongolian throat singers Who, so like Wolf Totem. The um, H-U. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have made it in. I As I said, I'm just trying to change it up because I, I really do get tired of uh, you know, like, and again, it's it's not that Enter Sandman is a bad song. It's not that Master of Puppets is bad or Thunderstruck or TNT or, you know. They've been oh. played at every sporting event from junior high through professional leagues since they came out. Yeah, I actually was having a, a conversation with one of the off-ice officials at hockey last weekend about it. And I, I said, you know, I think part of the problem is, is that we as as hockey fans, if you've gone to hockey games, you've heard these songs, you know, and you it just becomes very associated that these songs are hockey songs. And so you feel like you have to play them. You know, I can guarantee you that Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle with that opening, you know, rift gets played at just about every hockey game you know around Mm -hmm. you know it's it's what happens and so it's really interesting when you get someone like me in there who you know i i tend to associate like a certain sound with hockey you know yes there are songs that I just named Gia, uh, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, I remember that. That was one of the opening songs um, for uh, the Fighting Sioux when we were there. I remember that right before face-offs, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's associated very much with that. But there's also just that, the right energy in such a, a song. And so I, I end up playing a lot of different stuff. Um which is okay. Uh, I've added a lot of the struts into uh, what I play. Um, They're on I, tour right now, by the way. Oh, they, I gotta go see one of their shows, man. I I like their music enough. I, I've seen some of their concerts online, and it just looks like a good time. They're coming to Cincinnati in the near future. That's a little far, kidder. I got kids. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm just sharing information I know, man. So, 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 up to you to look of, into. Some of us can't travel, you know, halfway across the country to take in a concert. Uh, you know, I, I just that's how it goes. Another one, Eva Under Fire, song called Blow. Good. If you want to throw back the new music for Orange Cassidy, Jane by Jefferson Starship. Bam, bam, pretty much anything from Monster Truck, <laughs> the, the Canadian band, the three piece look like lumberjacks on the stage. They just you know, kick ass. 
Monster Truck really should have been the guys who did the theme song to Monster Garage. Yep. I don't think they were together when Monster Garage was a thing, though. I I don't think they were, but, you know, that just seems like, you know, like that would fit. Not that I know their music or what they sound like, but, you know, just... Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, Southern Fried Rock... That's a banger, but it's like every song. Hmm. Uh, Sweet Mountain River is one of their uh, big songs, and Don't Tell Me How to Live is another uh, really good song. The uh, 2013 album, Curiosity, has some really good ones, too. Sweet Mountain River. Oh, Sweet Mountain River! Yeah. You know, get her um yeah. Uh you know, like I as I said, I've been adding new stuff. I've added stuff from uh the band Saul, who uh we had the pleasure of uh having on the show mm-hmm. way back in our early days. You want to go they check that out? Brand new single out as well. They do they do. I checked it out and nothing against them. Okay. Remember when I said certain things, and I'm just looking for hockey music. Some things just don't scream hockey. And that song did not did not uh feel hockey-ish to me. Um little bit more like on the screamo side than I tend to like, but uh it's nothing against the band. Uh I have found that I have enjoyed quite a few of their uh tracks off their first album. I'm waiting to hear more of what they're doing. Um, so not that it's a terrible track, just not quite my cup of tea. So, but, uh, I did check that one out cause I remembered seeing that they had a uh, new music out. I was like, Oh, maybe something like this would work. Cause I, I've already put three of their songs into my hockey rotation. Maybe they're, you know, this one would be good. So, and, uh, Jitter, I, I believe, although I could be wrong, aren't they coming to Fargo soon? Like real soon? Uh, <clears throat> well, it was supposed to be tonight. Oh. But there's a little thing called the snow and the weather and whatnot. And so, unfortunately, they missed the Fargo show. Weren't able to travel because, you know, driving on the roads with a, a giant van slash bus and a trailer ice and snow doesn't really work that well with it. So they were unfortunately not able to make it to Fargo. Same thing happened with Minneapolis this past weekend, or middle of the week, I guess, because there was a huge storm that rolled through the Minneapolis area, too. And, you know, a bunch of vehicles flying off the road and blocking interstates and things like that. Again, a little better to stay home and reschedule stuff for later well hopefully uh hopefully they make it back up into this area um i know you the last time they came through you were disappointed uh you were elsewhere so (laughs) you missed i was in vegas (laughs) yeah yep so you were in vegas so you missed them that time so i you know i uh you know for your sake was hoping that they would uh, be able to swing through and you'd uh, get to go check out their show so I was also hoping that you would have gone to the show and bootlegged the whole thing for me, but I see what kind of a friend you are. 
yes, the kind who has terrible luck, and if I had tried to bootleg anything, I'd like find the one security guard who'd kick my ass to the curb. So make us yeah. famous. Make us famous, Jaco. <laughs> Let, let's get famous for a better reason than, you know, oh. bootlegging concerts. That's <laughs> hmm. what we really do here at Beer Blues and BS. <clears throat> get the shows and secretly bootleg them for your uh, viewing enjoyment. Like a few weeks back when you got to see some of Skillet's performance in Bismarck with Lacey Sturm. Yeah. Yeah. How did that end up in an episode? I don't know. I don't question future Howard or his sources of materials. You know, he just, mm -hmm. he does what he does, man. He does what he does. Yeah. He just gets stuff. But I think you were going to mention, you know, we've had it, had Saul and Blake Bedsell on the show before. It's in mm -hmm. the archive. Go watch it. BeerBluesBS.com. Hey, you know episodes. what? It's probably a handy link over here. Probably a handy link down below. But uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Show notes are your friend. Yeah. So, Kidder, uh, hey, since we're on the, the topic of music, do I got an interesting story for you? Oh, do you now? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, so, last week, uh, we recorded uh, our review of Survivor Series. And if you recall, we, we ended kind of late on that review. And so uh, after we were done, I, uh, I made my way upstairs, got ready for bed, climbed in my bed. My head hits the pillow, and I'm like, okay, this is great. And then all of a sudden, kid, right? I kid you not, out of nowhere comes the faint sound of rock and roll. Oh, yeah. I don't know where it was coming from, Kidder, but it was enough. It was kind of almost alarming because, you know, it, it, it's like all of a sudden, like I'm laying here in my bed and I'm hearing rock and roll. And it's like, am I hallucinating due to lack of sleep? There's a possibility. I'm trying to remember what I drank on the show. Did Am I having some adverse reaction to some crazy thing I drank? But, you know, no, I just had a sour. I should have been fine. You know, and then, you know, you start getting into the other things like, holy crap, is this in my house? You know, so, of course, I, I got to get back out of bed and walk through my house and try to isolate this sound and came to the conclusion it's it's not in my house. You know, so the only thing I can come up with, Kidder, is one of two things. One, uh, somebody in my neighborhood is playing in a rock band. And their rehearsals go until like one in the morning. Or two, my house is haunted by a ghost of the rock band variety who are apparently jamming in the middle of the night. Seems acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's part for the course on this show. I mean, JS Gunslinger is haunted by the ghost of Jimi Hendrix. I couldn't tell you. Ghosts. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't tell you who this band was because I couldn't quite make out a sound like enough of a song because it was faint enough. But uh, yeah, I I apparently have some rock band hanging out jamming at one in the morning in my house. Hmm. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah, 
usually it's just uh, the bands in my head. Hmm. Right. Don't tend to have bands in my head. I get a lot of earworms, man. I get I get songs stuck in my head really easily. I pick up the pieces by the average white band. Uh, no, the one that I've uh, had stuck in my head as of recently has been, and I talked about it on the show, is uh, Reverend Peyton's big damn bands, The Wolfman Can't Come. Which is more of a Halloween song, but it's just got just this like great like surfer, like 1960s surfer rift to it that is just like it gets stuck in my head. So it's a good track. Good track. Um, I did. It's amazing. They're a three piece band, Kidder, but they sound just like a big rock band. Oh, so. like that. I got a band for you. Monster truck. yeah pick up the pieces by the average white band that uh that song haunted me for six months because i had the the riff in my head i know this song where is it you try and hum it into your sound recognition software doesn't recognize it you sit and search and search and the closest thing is you get uh some pop music that rips off of them the original and you're like no i don't i don't want that song i want the original song that's in here give me the good stuff i got i don't i don't need need that which uh i'm i'm drawing a blank on uh, even who it was and i could see his see his face but uh, he and a few other artists combined to make this other song and then later got sued by somebody else from another song that they ripped off uh for that track but um, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of what the last song was that got truly stuck in my head like that. It's been a while since it's happened, but yeah, it's not coming to me what it was. But I, I've had that before, where yeah, you get a song just completely stuck in your head, and you're just like, ah, and you, you could try and listen to it, and that just doesn't always relieve it. You know, those pesky earworms. Let's see, where, where, where are we on the old run sheet here? Well, we haven't gone down uh, really too far. <clears throat> the last piece with music I think that we'd want to talk about would be Spotify. And I know I said the word, but the big thing right now is wrapped. They've been doing this for, you know, a good 10 years. A little over, uh, well, about 10 years. We'll just say 10 years, roughly. Where, as a Spotify user, they steal all of your data because it's their platform. They log you as a user and they track all of your information of what songs you listen to, what albums they're from, what artists they're from, what genre they're from, how long you listen to that track, how many times you listen to that track, 
how many times you listen to that artist, how many times you listen to that album, how many times you listen to that genre, etc. And then they compile it in a nice handy dandy list to give you your most insert thing here. So for me, uh, I think uh, the first time I posted it was last year, just out of curiosity, and then everybody started doing it. And so out of, I don't want to say spite, but uh, out of my resistance to follow the social norm, I did not post it to social media this year. Instead, I'm doing what everybody else does and talk about it on their podcast. <laughs> so here is my wrapped because it's exactly what you wanted to see and or hear depending if you're watching and are listening so you know kidder before you you dive into this i was just, uh-huh. just a little thing i just i just want to point out uh we we mentioned that you know we don't talk about how future howard ends up with some of the stuff he ends up with sometimes past kidder sent stuff to future howard with no explanation of why He's sending it to him, and it all of a sudden it's like Future Howard's like, I guess we're going to be talking about this on a show at some point. And uh, hey, you know, at eight now, now this makes sense because yes, you sent me all of this stuff earlier, and I was like, okay, why is Kidder sharing this with me? Now it makes sense, man. Pieces are coming together. I've also been very sleep deprived, so probably why it took me this long to figure it out. But Kidder, just let, let's. The together and just drawing it all together mm-hmm. so let's uh let's hear about your wrapped for the year okay i also through my ability to think of different things and then slowly come about it by the uh <clears throat> three degrees of separation bruno mars would be the artist who i was looking for with those songs that are uh, similar, but ripping it off. Anyway, let's start with my top songs. At number five, the song Brother by Saul. At number four, Bulletproof Skin by Institute, an oldie but a goodie. That a one-album band featuring Gavin Rossdale of Bush. Number three, Leper Messiah, the remastered version from Metallica. Of course, from the album Master Puppets from 1986. At number two, Metallica's I Disappear from the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack that came out in 2000. And my number one song. Howard, would you like to guess song or band or both? Uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying to remember because um, I, I did look through this. Um, I, I, so I, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, it's a Metallica song. Correct. Uh, oh, yeah. It, isn't it um, Orion? It is. Yeah. Because he's such a good boy. He likes to listen to his, his song all the time. 
Not not gonna lie, kid. The first thing that came to my mind was that it was onion, but then I like, no, no, that doesn't make sense. It's it's a riot, uh, isn't it? Uh huh. Uh huh. A lot of people have problems saying that. They see it and they go, Oregon. And I'm like, there's no e. There's a, there's an i there. Orion. You know the Orion Nebula. Orion's belt. The Orion constellation. Different things like that. The Orion spacecraft from NASA. Anyway, there's that. All right. So my top songs out of the way. I listened to Orion 11 times, which apparently I also listened to it the most on April 15th, 2022. <clears throat> this uh, next piece, I think, was pretty interesting. It's how many min minutes, listen, min, 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 how many minutes you've listened to music on Spotify. Now, me being a, an audiophile, how many minutes do you think I listen to uh, music on Spotify? Gosh, wasn't it somewhere in the ballpark of like 13,000? Oh, it's more than that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a one and a three in there, isn't there? Uh, there's a three. In fact, there are two threes. It was 29,334 minutes, which if you think about, uh, you know, rent and how many minutes are in a year, I'm, I'm getting up there listening to it, which is kind of funny because I typically only listen to Spotify when I'm mowing the lawn. Using the snowblower to clear out the uh, snow or gaming. <laughs> so I guess I, I've listened to some music. That's more than 81% of other listeners in the U.S. I'm working toward that top, top tier level. Speaking of that, who do you think my top overall artist is? I mean, the safe bet is Metallica. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd listen to a lot of other music, but <clears throat> Metallica is still, for the second year in a row, back-to-back -back champion, my number one artist, and I've listened to 2,508 minutes of Metallica. I know that's very low numbers to what it should be, but I'm in the top 1% of listeners when listening to Metallica. Yeah. At the top, baby. Well, you know, nothing against Metallica, right? But they have not put out a lot of new music for quite a while. So 2016 was their last album. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where I think they get a lot of listens when they put something out, but then they kind of like fade away. And there's also just a ton of new stuff coming out all the time and so that doesn't surprise me it, i mean it really you get to just the few people who are then like the true like fans of the band mm -hmm. probably do most of the listening hell yeah you know not us every once in a while guys hey metallica songs playing <laughs> hey, you got that new song have you heard of this new band called metallica man they're awesome <laughs> I think they started in a garage somewhere. Yeah, they started in a garage and then went back to the garage and 
2003. <clears throat> Hashtag St. Anger. Uh, my top artists. You already know who the number one artist is on the list. But let's go back. Let's walk it back to number five. Uh, before I list the other four, would you like to take a guess as to who my uh, other favorites Apparently, because I, I also, just as a side note, I find this a little interesting because almost 100% of the time, I listen to my Killer Kidder Show playlist on shuffle. So I don't specifically go to a song. I specifically don't repeat a song. And I don't specifically repeat an album or an artist. So all of it is randomized within my playlist and as i've talked about there are thousands of songs within this playlist from probably almost a thousand bands i was trying to think of who it was because again i saw these but i saw these a while ago um was three Skillet? of the five were were mentioned on your list in front of you i was gonna say <laughs> i want to say skillet was on there nope Oh. Good guess. Um, well, you've exactly. mentioned Bush a lot. That that could be. Uh, no, another good guess. Uh, Flyleaf. Nope. Godsmack. <laughs> good guess. Yes, Godsmack at number four. Right. That's uh. Why don't you, why don't you just read off the list, Kidder? <laughs> okay. I mean, this is kind of fun, you know. Banter. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a banter heavy episode. I well, right. I, I I did, but I'm I'm also out of beer, so no. I, I want to wrap that's it up a, so we can. Get that's to what you up. get for only having a twelve ounce. I mean, I've been doing like a lot of talking, and I'm almost done with my sixteen ounce pounder. Well, well, hurry up! I got what's on tap two right here. I'm, I'm just okay. I'm waiting <clears throat> patiently. Number five, Breaking Benjamin. Number four. Gad Smack. Number three, Volbeat. Number two, Oasis. Yeah. A curveball. And then number one being Metallica. I, you know, I knew Volbeat was on there. Like as soon as you said, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I, re- I And I remember Oasis was on there because I was like, Oasis? Really? <laughs> okay. Interestingly enough, I... Uh, uh, over the past uh, couple of years, started listening to more Oasis, and uh, just I've, I, I have enjoyed listening to Oasis. They got a lot of great music. Didn't say they didn't. <laughs> I, I know, and I'm, I'm just throwing it out there for the non-believers. Who are like, who's Oasis? Like, I've heard of them. Weren't they big in the '90s? Yes, they were. One of the biggest. Bands on the planet. So there's that cool 29,334 minutes. And I added to that again earlier tonight. <laughs> like some more on Spotify. I wonder if that goes up. Now I'm curious. All right. What do you got on tap, Howard? I'm going to look at this. I don't want to chug this because I just enjoy. Just enjoy this, you know. I, I mean, I can I can wait, Kidder, until you're done. I mean, that won't take too terribly long for you to uh, finish that cold smoke. At least I hope not. I think you need to to start drinking now. 
you, you know, you're, you're always trying to peer pressure me into drinking, man. Mm-hmm. 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 I apparently played 3,629 songs as well. That's a piece that wasn't shared on <clears throat> the rest of it. All right, Kidder, what's on tap? Round two. Uh, I am bringing in from the Cigar City Brewing Company out of Tampa, Florida, I believe. Yes, Tampa, Florida. You know, I'm trying to get trying to get some more states off our list here, Kidder. Uh, this is a Margarita Gosse or Gos, I should say. Uh, it says refreshingly tart on here. Uh, alcohol by volume, 4.2%. It's ale brewed with orange, lime, and salt. Tropical influence meets innovative brewing in the tart margarita-inspired ale. Effervescent on the palate, our margarita ghost utilizes orange peel, lime, and salt to create a zesty, light-bodied, and entirely unique beer experience. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, should be hints of a margarita. No real uh, smell, so I'm not picking up the orange or the lime, which you often can do with a citrusy beer. Huh. Not quite the... Uh, Taste I was expecting. I was expecting it to be a little bit, a little bit more sour. But again, it's kind of a mild sour. And I'm picking up the lime. I'm picking up the salt. Not really getting the orange. So it's all right, Kidder. It's just all right. It's just all right. That's funny. It's just all right. It's not not my favorite beer I've had. It's not terrible. I mean, that's a solid three, you know, on average. But I, I will say I'm disappointed by both of my beers tonight. <laughs> Can't always have a cold smoke. I mean, I got two out in my fridge. But then you have two, and then then what do you do? You don't have yeah. any more. Yeah, and I mean the one I got from the local geek. I I have on uh, in my beer fridge, Kidder. I have a couple of the uh, can like you fill them up, and so then you can pull the can from the bottom. So that's how I decide what I have for the evening. I just grab what's ever on the bottom. So the cold smoke from the local geek is in there and working its way towards the bottom that way i can hopefully get my beer out in a fairly uh consistent and regular thing and it's not like hey that thing has lived in my fridge for months years so that's the goal that's the plan so i'm trying sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't i'm still stalling trying to let kidder finish that cold smoke I think he's done it. Oh, maybe. I mean, po yeah, possibly. Pretty much. And it's good to the last sip. 
You know, you can't let that rarity. It's like a unicorn in the beer world. You can't let that just go to waste. You, you can't. I mean, you really can't go wrong with a cold smoke. You just can't. Mm. Now I wish I had a cold smoke instead of this yeah, stuff two, here. two in your fridge. Well, I know, but I mean, like, instead of like what I'm having, like, oh, yeah. I should have gone with the cold smoke, but well, we didn't plan ahead. No, so there's that. <sighs> we don't plan ahead. We don't use tools or clever bait. Let's open up ye only beer fridge. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Let's do this. <clears throat> Pretty sure I've had this on the show before. It's the Laughing Sun Space Probe Blue. The Blueberry Sour Ale. It's from our friends at Laughing Sun Brewing. Here in Bismarck, North Dakota, <clears throat> laughingsunbrewing.com, everywhere online. The interesting notes about this one, it is 5% alcohol by volume. It is a blueberry sour ale, and you will taste blueberries, slightly sweet and tart. It's also 12 fluid ounces, all in this here can. Keep cold, enjoy fresh breeze, recycler. Put it into the North Dakota fighting Yeti. There it is. Show that off again. And open up. And uh, with this, <clears throat> the nice thing about it is when you crack that top or even put it into a nice glass like a, a Beer Blues and BS glass, custom made for you. BeerBluesBS.com. Click on merch. You'll smell the blueberry sour right out of the top of the can. So cheers, Howard Blues. Mm. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of a blueberry version of the very tasty... Um, usually get it around Christmas, but the the cold duck sparkling grape juice. You now they have the normal grape, but then they have the apple variant as well, or crisp cider, I guess. And this is like a blueberry version of it, but with alcohol instead of you know, not with alcohol. Mm, it's just so good. I suppose I'm, I'm slacking on ratings too for the local geek. He's probably probably shaking his head at us because we're giving him all kinds of weird, you know, out in the woods type of stuff. Uh, cold smoke, a solid choice. Four and a half out of five. Very good. I got to dock it because it's, you know, rarity. It's not like I can go to the liquor store and buy a six-pack. You know what I mean? So they get docked for their inconvenience. 
And the blueberry sour, also very delicious. I give that four and a half as well. Next up on the list, wrestling. It's been a little bit since we've talked talked some wrestling. And by a little bit, I don't know what a week. Yeah, uh, last week we had uh, you know Rude Boy Kyle on, and we had some excellent conversation about hockey. And so uh, we didn't really get around to talking wrestling. So uh, probably should do that. Probably should chat a little bit about the uh, the old squared circle, the old mm-hmm. brass ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how about somebody? <clears throat> I I, I got to bring up something else too when we're we're done talking wrestling because I I forgot to talk about something important. And what is that? Well, the top eight most popular beers. We'll come back to that. That's a tease yet for the show. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. So the first thing wrestling related is Glenn Jacobs. When I say Glenn Jacobs, you, Jaco, you know who who Glenn Jacobs is. Yeah, he portrayed Dr. Isaac Yankum. The most famous dentist in all of wrestling. Yep. Uh, he also was fake diesel. That was more of a, a side note. But um, mm-hmm. any, I, I say that uh, Dr. Yankum there, still more popular and well-known compared to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Just just a hot take there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... And then, I mean, then he had uh, that other small, you know, gimmick that he did. You know, it never really caught on. It was it was pretty minor, uh, you know, only only lasted for a little while. But that was, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the big red machine uh, came, you know, right. small role, small, small, short time, short lived thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, interestingly enough. We've kind of covered it before, I think, at some point, I'm sure. But Glenn Jacobs, formerly of WWE, essentially. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's been the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, since 2018. He won a second term in August of 22 this year. Well, turns out Glenn Jacobs at least in name, has been dragged into a lawsuit that has seen the county pay over $150,000 to its former Parks and Recreation director, Paul White. Not related to, uh, you know, the big show. So, as we talk about this, Glenn Jacobs was a legend to have used county employees to work at his home and was also alleged to have instructed Paul White to lie to state investigators and of cursing at him when he refused. Well, the case began with the allegations that Jacob's chief of staff, Brian Hare, had been using a county-owned golf cart for his own private use at his home. 
That led to an investigation for the state of Tennessee, which snowballed into allegations of Jacobs slamming his fist on a desk and swearing at White, as well as county employees being tasked with removing a snake from Jacobs' home. On that point, a county spokesperson is quoted as saying that the work done was done when the employees were on their lunch break, so it was not on the clock. The county settled the suit with Paul White, with him being paid $97,771, as well as $54,228 in attorney fees for a grand total of $151,999. Your hot take on that hot potato from the raging inferno, Glenn Jacobs. You know, um, it's one of those things. I've always heard good things about Glenn, um, that he's the nicest guy in the world and all of that. But that said, this wouldn't be the first time that people in government have done stupid stuff like this where it's um you know use staff for their own personal stuff so uh, so i sad to hear it sad to hear it but you know if he did if they did what he said and was using staff in that way you know that is technically wrong and uh he has to be held accountable. So we'll we'll see what, what comes of it. But overall, yeah, as I said, I've always heard that he was a nice guy, so we'll uh we'll see. We shall see. Sticking with the WWE. You know, we haven't seen Robert Rude for a while. And it's uh, been glorious. Has it though? I don't know. I just easy joke, man. Easy joke. Well, turns out, <clears throat> you know, he was part of the Dirty Dogs with Dolph Ziggler, but he hasn't been seen for a little bit. Well, it turns out the reason for it is because he has recently underwent C five C six fusion surgery. That, of course, is where you have to get your C5 and C6 fused, <clears throat> hopefully to release some pain and uh, other neck problems. He posted on Instagram earlier today that the fusion was complete, and now he goes through recovery and rehab. And <clears throat> he revealed in September that he was scheduled to go through that uh, treatment uh last time he wrestled was june 25th when he lost to omas at a live event a wwe live in texas last televised match took place on the smackdown before wrestlemania when he was in the andre the giant memorial battle royal unknown how long he'll be off tv or how long he will uh, be forced to recover, but uh, his posts up there on that their Instagram. 
thing. So best wishes to the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Yeah. Um get to see him at the Royal Rumble back in twenty nineteen. Well, and that was hey, glorious. Speaking of the uh, Royal Rumble kidder, I don't know if you s- saw this. Uh, there was a post that circle um, circled um, made its way around the old dirt sheets uh, that was supposedly the leaked uh, planning for this year's Royal Rumble. Yeah, um, it uh, for a while it had some traction and people believing it, but uh, it was it was quickly discovered to be a fake i forget what was the there were a couple of names that when you read it you're just like wait a, no they're not um because i think it had some crossover with like aew and such so I, I i thought that was interesting that that was out there and floating around so I mean, that one had thing about that list is if those people came back. I mean, it's slightly plausible that those people could show up because you know, are they being used? Are they still under contract? I don't. Um, I don't think these were passed. I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, Okay. While you're looking that up, as a side note from tonight's. WWE SmackDown that I haven't actually seen yet, so these are spoilers to me and to you. Although, if you haven't seen it yet in two weeks, then you need to get to it. Tegan Knox has returned, and Ricochet picked up the victory in the SmackDown World Cup on Fox tournament and will face Gunter for the Intercontinental championship soon not sure when and uh, to swing it on back to the royal rumble 2023 coming up at the third ish week of january as that is the next month on the calendar already the Royal Rumble number one entrant has reportedly been announced, which will help us confirm or bust this list. Kofi Kingston. We're able to find the list, Howard. Working on it. I accidentally typed in 2022 instead of 2023. Apparently, there was a fake list in 2022 as well. Allegedly, <laughs> Seth Rollins was supposed to be the uh, number kind one. Of, yeah, Seth Rollins was number one. Uh, Riddle 2, Austin Theory 3. But but some of the things, as I said, that kind of tipped people off, uh, your number 10 entrant was Matt Cardona, better known to those as uh, Zack Ryder. So they had him on there, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Jay White, who has never worked for the company. He's over at New Japan. He's the current leader of the Bullet Club, if I recall. Although that could have changed. It's been a while since I followed New Japan. Um, He's been working So him being on there. Yeah, but that's through eight. Yeah, but that's through their partnership with New Japan. Yeah, but for him to be on there, no. John Cena was listed on here. And then they also had uh, a a note at the bottom. CM Punk was originally going to enter as number 30. However, he was attacked by Brock Lesnar with three F5s and unable to participate. Uh, Yeah, they had Punk on here. Uh, This 
fake list uh, had the winner being uh, Cody Rhodes. The other thing that makes this list and really easy to tell that it's a fake is the time. You know, a wrestling match, it's kind of an improv thing, so you can't necessarily predict everything with it, you know. Uh, but but this gets down to like the second. amount of time that yep every that everybody's in the ring and it goes down to the second you know so like Seth Rollins is going to be in the match for fifty six minutes thirty you know five you know thirty five seconds and you know twenty you know microseconds it's milliseconds there we go because uh, there is the potential for Cody Rhodes to be back in action <clears throat> within the next month. Potentially, I'm I, I'm not gonna lie, Kidder. Uh, Cody Rhodes was actually he's on my uh, he's on my list of uh, people to possibly win the Rumble. Like when it comes to prediction time, I mm-hmm. kind of sit on uh, sit on Cody Rhodes. See, I wanted to make the prediction. It's gonna be Cody Rhodes. Lock it in now. But if he doesn't show up for the Royal Rumble, then that would be a weak ass pick. <laughs> I, you know, it, it it's a risk. It's a risk. It's a bold strategy to, to do that. I mean, I've also saw a rumor today that The Rock was going to win uh, the rest, or, uh, Royal Rumble this year to set up his match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I saw the rumor, too. I thought it was just a championship match at Royal Rumble. That would make yeah. more sense. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. make sense, but it would. Uh, you know, it would, it, 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 people would pop, like you would get a big pop if he showed up at the rumble and it would, it would give you the easy, uh, the easy reason why he would have a match with Roman and you wouldn't necessarily need to spend a ton of time, like building a feud. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would be doable. It'd make, it would make sense in that, in that sense, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I'm I'm still I'm still leaning pretty heavily on maybe picking Cody Rhodes to to be win the Rumble match, and, and really, so. he would be a, a good person to take it over. He he would he, that would be a, he would make an excellent champion. So uh, if you don't have any other WWE related news uh, other than being happy that the next premium live event will be the Royal Rumble in January. And so, yes, we have essentially two months without doing anything. So I guess we're jumping over to AEW. Sure. And, you know, I am still holding out for CM Punk to return. Uh, Whether it's AEW because he's still under contract or WWE because they work something out and pay off the rest of his contract. I don't. I don't care. Uh, you know, he showed up at a, an MMA event doing commentary, so it's a step in the right direction. But according to Sports Kida, they have reported that despite having the cover changed, CM Punk will still be in AEW Fight Forever. The game is also T for Teen. Yeah, I, On- I saw that. Mm-hmm. I. I also saw a kidder. Um, I know I've been kind of like negative to your whole, you know, it's a work thing, but I have seen a few more uh, of the 
reporting sources, especially after uh, the elite versus death triangle in Chicago as part of their best of seven uh, series uh, being very heelish um, and also uh, Kenny Omega kind of recreating some of the scenes from the brawl that this may be a work and a uh, reason to bring him back. I don't know that I believe it, but uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, I, I've seen it. I've, I've seen people making that, uh, that call. So uh, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that I, uh, I, I'm, I still think he's done uh, with AEW, but uh, we'll see. We're going to be ambiguous with that. I, you know, I'm just reporting what other people are uh, are saying, uh, man. Yeah, I, I yeah. just, I, but I don't have anything conclusive. I mean, that's listen. It's not like I'm an actual journalist here. I just Play see what other podcast. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, here's the funny thing because if it comes true, which I hope that it does. But if it comes true, then I was saying it since day one. Damn it. Because you twos and we the ones. That's how that goes. But with the contract, as far as Punk and being paid, he is still under contract. He's still sitting at home getting a paycheck from AEW. I wish I could do that. That'd be fun. Uh, apparently, AEW is the one holding up punk because he's waiting to do other projects i mean whatever so if you're not planning on bringing him back release him let let him do something else right if he's not going to be released then bring him back onto AEW television and make something out of all of the information that's been put out there because you have a lot of attention on your brand Let's see what happens, right? Uh, if he goes to WWE, I don't know. I mean, would it be just about ratings and money? That'd be an interesting thing to see. And then does he like Triple H? You know, Triple H and CM Punk have had some heat against each other in the past. But, I mean, that's a lot of money and eyeballs on CM Punk, right? Yeah, uh, I I did see some stuff with that, including reading some comments for somebody, but I mean, it makes sense. If you're WWE and you want to make money, you bring Punk in and let him trash AEW and maybe have one match, even like the, uh, you know, the rock star Brock Lesnar sort of treatment where he only wrestles a couple matches a year under big events. You know, that, that would make money. And somebody said, well, yeah, because the WWE isn't already profitable and making money. And uh, the original commenter on that just put, when is it ever a problem to want to make more money as a business? So it was it was an interesting little debate. But, yeah. yeah. It's true. All right. Other than that, in wrestling, a couple quick hits from this past week. Ruby Soho is back a dynamite making her impact known mjf brought a new variant of the aew championship the belt itself is uh, different so 
the plates are the same, but a different belt. And he knocked out William Regal. And uh, this one, I'm looking forward to. And for us, this upcoming Wednesday, the acclaimed, the AEW Tag Team Champions versus FTR. FTR have been having some phenomenal, just fantastic singles and tag matches over the past few months. Uh, I firmly believe they are the best tag team in wrestling. Uh, New Day, I would say, would be like second. There's maybe a hot take. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, I've always liked FTR. Um, I I think that they have had phenomenal matches. Their matchup against uh, DIY uh, in NXT was Mwah. I mean, just a beautiful match. And they have still been tearing it up. They are an example of one of like the biggest things that WWE screwed up in letting go. Uh, they really, you know, these guys are very talented. They're an amazing tag team. Uh, would I put them at the top of my list? I probably would. Um, I like New Day, um, but... New Day like has great matches against the Usos, but I, you know, and maybe like the Street Profits, but I really haven't like I can't think of like any other really great New Day feuds, if that makes sense. You know, it, it, the bar I would say is is decent, but I, I think that kind of comes down to it is I think you can say FDR has had some amazing feuds in their their time away. And, and you can name different opponents of them and great matches that they've had with those opponents. You can't really do that with some of these other ones. And, and part of that is WWE just does had a thing against tag teams for so long that, you know, they just haven't really built good, strong tag teams. You know, uh, you could probably name all of the tag teams in the men's division pretty easily because there's only like four of them uh it's getting better but you know you had your your viking raiders you had your new day you had the usos you have um the street profits you have alpha academy you know and then you have kind of the the strange mashups like rk bro he pretty much named everybody yeah i mean six tag teams that you know, that's kind of it. And so uh, you can't build quite the feuds and the, the legacy and just change it up and have great matches. You kind of, you know, we've seen the new day versus pretty much all of those guys already. Yep. What, what's left to see with the new day? <sighs> yeah. You know, I, I do think that they're trying to work on getting more tag teams put together and brought up so there's that i uh, also like to say that i forgot to mention it you know a couple weeks ago <clears throat> but the viking raiders have returned and uh, they brought back sarah logan because you know she's married to uh, eric 
I think. Uh, but the other piece of it is she is no longer Sarah Logan. She is Valhalla. That's uh, that's her new wrestling name. Uh, Zelina Vega has a stable as well. So they are uh, kind of set to be the next big faction to take over the tag division. You know, there's thoughts of them steamrolling and then uh, potentially being the team to beat the Usos since uh, obviously the New Day was unable to beat the uh, Usos to stop them from breaking the New Day's longest reigning title uh, holding streak. The other piece with that is the Usos have not beaten I want to say it's the SmackDown Championship, the uh, Tag Team Championships, and in the fact that they're still the the uh, New Day is still the longest reigning for that belt, but again, you know, there's a few pieces, few moving pieces there. Uh, also, with the maximum male models being pushed aside and potentially repurposed. That's another faction that's been pushed to the wayside because I thought their gimmick was just terrible. Uh, that was with L.A. Knight slash Max Dupree. If uh, you saw them or were saved from, from that. L.A. Knight cast them aside, basically beat them up. And said, you guys are stupid. You're not listening to me. And reverted back to his NXT personality, LA Knight. And LA Knight is now set to feud with The Fiend. Which I'm kind of glad for because for a while people were talking that The Fiend was going to feud with The Fiend. And that just sounded stupid. So, um, but we'll see. I, Yeah. Just it was, yeah. I I, I say say that because there it's like what iterations you know was it supposed to be Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy, Bray Wyatt versus the Fiend? I you know I was just kind of like ah it's just going to be him versus him because that's kind of what they're playing at. But and I, I'm glad that that piece in play because they haven't revealed who Uncle Howdy is. So is it Bo Dallas? Or is it somebody else? Or it's Bray Wyatt. And it's just an alternative personality. Much like The Fiend was an alternative personality and character. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see what the match against LA Knight looks like. I'm hoping it's good. Because it would be nice for Bray Wyatt to put some good matches down. I think he's he suffered a lot from too many hands in kind of what he was doing before. So we were talking, it's interesting how, how we were talking at AEW and we went back to, uh, to WWE like that, but, uh, MJF, uh, has replaced the AEW belt mentioned that 
knocked out William Regal and the acclaimed and FTR coming up on Dynamite. Just a quick recap to bring you back to where we started. And that's it for wrestling. Unless you had other notes to mention about wrestling. However, blues. Oh, nothing else for me. Okay. You've been watching anything on the old television? Uh, a little bit. A little bit of stuff. Uh, the missus and I, we finished uh, the Lincoln uh, Lawyer. And uh, a very good ending, but clearly clearly uh left with some uh story elements out there hoping to get picked up for a season two which they have been season two is coming um but yeah it, it leaves kind of ends with a couple of things out there floating so that you're like ooh, what's gonna happen next uh but a very good series uh as i said anybody who's interested in courtroom drama and mystery highly recommend um we uh we purchased i know i talked i recommended it to you kidder uh we actually purchased the first season of staged starring david david Tennant and michael sheen um because i've seen clips of it and uh the missus hadn't seen any of it and uh we watched almost the first season in one night it's all of like six episodes and they're all like 22 minutes long uh it's like I think it was like eight bucks on Amazon Prime to purchase the season, which isn't bad. Uh, Kidder, it's excellent. It's, you know, everything that I said and kind of recommended, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's some cameos in there that I don't want to give away because they would be big spoilers. Um, also, I will say the uh, editing team on that uh, they, they 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 play in the same mindset as Future Howard because there's Easter eggs, my friend, uh, <laughs> that get worked into that. And you almost do need to watch this kind of like back to back to back because there is stuff um, that carries over. So just as an example, it's not a big spoiler or anything like that. But in the first episode, it ends with a uh, an argument over. Um, because, again, the show is about uh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen ask themselves they were supposed to do a play together. It gets canceled because of COVID. So they're trying to rehearse this over uh, the Internet. But it ends. The first episode ends with them arguing about whose name is going to come first on the poster. And uh, it, it, get, it, like they, they're, it gets down to alphabetical order. You know, Sheen comes before Tennant. David comes before Michael, so it goes all the way to the middle names. And uh, the next episode, when it starts and it puts up the title, or, you know, that goes through the kind of the opening credits starring, you'll see who wins the argument because it it puts them in that order with the middle names included. Um, and there's a few other little Easter eggs and stuff like that. So uh, we have just two episodes left of it, but it's worth it. It's worth the eight bucks to buy the first season. I, it, if you have Prime, it's it's worth the watch. It's uh, if you're a fan of David Tennant, it's hilarious. Um, I, I'm enjoying that. Uh, otherwise, Kidder, um, you know, it's kids shows. Although uh, Junior's been into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lately, so I can appreciate that. Uh, it's not Bluey for Mickey Mouse, so 
Yeah, but that's what I've been watching. How about you, Kidder? Good. What's what? What are you consuming these days? Well, Star Trek Prodigy still rolling forward. New episodes each week. It, it makes me mad because there's still twenty two to twenty four minute episodes. I'm like, can we please? Make them longer. They're for streaming services anyway. Make them at least 30 minutes. Hell, these episodes could be 45-minute episodes. The same goes for the other episodes when they come back for the regular shows. You know, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Lower Decks. Make them all 45 to an hour. Get more in there. There's just so much you can dive into. Or if you're making them half an hour, i.e. 24 minutes, make more of them. 10 episodes is stupid. I hate this crap that we're in where, oh, I'm sorry, we can only make 10 episodes as a season. Seriously? Let's go back 20 years when they were making 24 episodes for a season and just do it because there's only going to be seven seasons of this stuff. And then, you know, you get five episodes to eight episodes to maybe 12 episodes a season and excuses, excuses and whatever. Just make it happen. So that's uh, one of the big pieces. <clears throat> uh, actually, last night, because uh, it's been a while since... I've watched the entire series in a while is like eight years. Uh, Enterprise watched the uh, premiere for Enterprise last night. The two-parter. Broken Bow. Broken Bow. Because it starts in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. So, there's that. Watched a little Enterprise. Uh, watched a couple movies last weekend, including uh, uh, Black Adam. It was okay. I still am not a huge fan of DC's presentation. Uh, in fact, I was almost so bored in the first 20 minutes that uh, I almost turned it off. But uh, stuck with it. <clears throat> got better. It was okay. The, the whole rock performance. I don't know. It kind of bothered me, but it was fine at the same time. And on a side note, how do you feel? Because the rock recently mentioned that he would like to uh, be the next James Bond. How do you feel? Um, I don't really like, I, I don't think that they would choose him to be the next James Bond. Um, just cause you have to be British and he's not. Um, so that would be a huge departure for things they've done in the past. Um, so I, I'm not even like worried about that, but he can, he can wish to be James Bond, but yeah, I, that, um, 
and as for like Black Adam, I, I haven't seen it, Kidder, but it doesn't surprise me that's a little weird. Black Adam is kind of weird. He's kind of a villain, kind of a superhero. He's not the like it's an interesting character for them to maybe you know go with a whole movie on. So yep. not not the easiest sell. Yeah. And uh, Pierce Brosnan, talking about James Bond and looping that in, is in Black Adam. There's some weird parts. I feel plot holes. I don't know the DC universe. I mean, I don't even know the Marvel universe that well either. But again, it's it's a lot of uh, that sort of... Eh. Eh. So... Uh, my overall rating uh, out of five would probably be, I don't know, a solid two. Yeah. But uh, let's see. What else? <clears throat> we still haven't made it back to Inside Man with David Tennant. You know, made it like a quarter to a third of the way through the episode and then had some issues with Netflix. And then, yeah, it wasn't really capturing my interest. I wasn't on the edge of my seat. Like, wow, I, I'm, I was more along the lines of this is a very interesting series of unfortunate events so far. So there's that. Um, let's see. Watched it already. Talked about it on the show, but. Halo Season 1 comes to home video. And there it is on 4K. This is the Steelbook Edition. Uh, so it's got a couple extra things. The art collector's cards, I guess. I didn't even know they were in there when I ordered it. But there you go. There's a quick uh, preview of uh, the back of the Season 1. Apparently there's over five hours of special features on here. Uh, the set and uh, as I've mentioned before if you have Paramount Plus you can watch season one on demand right now watch them all back to back to back to back to back because there's you know eight or ten episodes or whatever the hell because why make like 15 or 20 and tell a full arcing story nah there's that so, maybe I'll open that. Maybe it'll just go on the shelf and get sucked into the collection. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, other things that are coming up just announced a brand new Reno 911 movie. The last one, Reno 911, The Search for QAnon. It was all right. Solid two. <laughs> this one, brand new movie coming out, and it's supposed to be out any day now because it's a Christmas themed movie. Basically, it's a again holiday movie. Paramount Plus, Reno nine one one. It's a wonderful heist. 
So, Nevada's finest, the men and women of the Washoe County Sheriff's Department have bounced around the Quibi to Paramount Plus to the Roku channel for their last three seasons, uh, 20 through 22. So, uh, apparently they are now coming back to Comedy Central after 13 years. So, we can look forward to, I hope, getting those uh, episodes that they've done for Quibi, which I don't think made a lot of money, back to Comedy Central. So, again, the movie, the first movie, Reno 911 Miami, that was 2007, followed by, as I just mentioned, Reno 911, The Hunt for QAnon. Now it's Reno 911, It's a Wonderful Heist. So this uh, is very similar to the Frank Capra, It's a Wonderful Life, as uh, it opens with Lieutenant Dangle and uh, Crypto and uh, Holiday, lots of Holiday. And we'll see what happens in It's a Wonderful Heist. There's a lot of stuff that's on here that I don't want to, you know, look through or spoil because I don't want to ruin it for myself. But hoping that it uh, is coming soon. But yes, Howard Blues, what do you got? I got a hot take if you want it. Shout it out. What do you got? Reno nine one one, not that good. Uh, I have watched episodes of it, and I have just never really found it funny. It never really captured my attention, and it was just I I can't even really think of the last time I watched a full episode of it. I think probably I, uh, when we were living together, <laughs> probably, and I I think I watched it because it was on, and that was. Probably it, not like under like, ooh, Reno 911. Yeah, I've just, I don't know. The humor in it just never really appealed to me, so. I've, it was hit or miss. I've never been a Reno 911 fan, so I was kind of surprised. I actually saw the trailer for uh, this new movie. and uh, You I did? Like, I did. It popped up, and I was just like, really? <laughs> this is still a thing? That's great. Why won't it die? <laughs> so great. Well, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, you know what, Kidder? Kidder, I, I, when I say I saw the trailer, like it started playing and I'm like, Ugh, why won't this die? And I <laughs> scroll, scroll faster, scroll faster. <laughs> so um, I didn't watch much of the trailer. Yeah, so Kidder, I, I mentioned this back on our uh, on our SummerSlam uh, review, um, but I know not everybody who watches the main show watches the wrestling content, so I wanted to bring it up. Um, it was uh, some sad news that recently hit. Um, a, a lot of fans of the uh, Reaper Miniatures community and, and fans... Uh, Ed Pugh, who is one of the brothers behind Reaper Miniatures, uh, passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. Ed was the uh, CEO and president of the company, from all accounts. 
super friendly guy, a, a guy who constantly was encouraging people to pursue what made them happy, always willing to help others as, who were in the industry. Um, it's I have seen a lot of other miniature companies reaching out saying, you know, things along the lines of like, man, when we started our company, we actually had bi-weekly phone calls with Ed where he would share, you know, some of his, his insights, you know, from all of his years uh, running Reaper Miniatures. I mean, Reaper Miniatures is hitting their 30th year as a company. It, it was a big a big shock. Ed was a, a near constant appearance on their uh, stream. They would stream on Twitch, give updates about the company, their Kickstarters and all of that. And besides all of that, uh, Kidder, he, he also would do things like sculpting. Um, I actually have a miniature that was sculpted uh, by Ed Pugue that I have painted. Just truly an, an awesome guy. And in the miniature world, somebody who worked his hardest to bring cool, exciting, uh, fun miniatures at a price that people could afford uh, to the masses. And uh, just looking at my desk, Kidder, what I have uh, painting, I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Reaper miniatures uh, on the holders waiting to be painted, uh, including Kidder, you asked what I was working on earlier. Um, I, I was working on uh, sculpting a base for this guy. Uh, this is the Arachno Standard Bearer. Uh, Ed Pugue was a big fan of the Arachno Assassins, these weird six-armed skeleton guys. Anyway, a huge, a huge loss. Um, I, I know when I heard the news, which was right before we recorded SummerSlam, it was like a gut punch. Our, con our condolences. The whole Reaper family, uh, you're in our thoughts and prayers here from the Triple B Um as myself, a, a big fan of the company and its values and the kindness that it has shown. And it's clearly um, a result of Ed and his brother Dave and just their how good natured and, and all of that. So a, a truly a loss. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Reaper carries on with that. So I'm working on painting some Reaper minis uh, just right now, just... I don't know, kind of out of tribute, but just kind of a way to be supportive. Kidder, I see there's one last topic that you uh, wanted to cover. So let's bring this show home. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> it, it should, uh, you know, be about that time, uh, you know, because there's been a lot of talk, need a little action. And especially, in, you know, a touching subject like that, spring it up a notch. So the uh, holiday season, Christmas right around the corner. I got a shout out to rude boy, Kyle. Why? Because I get a knock on the door and a package. Well, look at this. <laughs> what the hell is this? Well, can only be one thing, right? It's from the rude boy, Kyle. So let's open up this bad boy on the show as if he were here. I mean, he was just here last week. And and if we keep talking long enough, like uh, he'll hear and he'll probably end up kicking down the door. So we don't want to talk, talk that long. I thought we moved the door, locked it up. So, well, holy crap. 
it's a taste of Iowa. It's the Templeton. Look at that beautiful bottle here. And this is a Templeton six-year. It's a the old rye whiskey because you, you know, Howard, you know how much I love the old rye whiskey. So look at that. Awesome. Thanks, rude boy. 45.75% alcohol by volume. 91.5 proof. Awesome. Uh, also, in another box that uh, showed up at the same time was uh, some stuff from Middleton Mixology. I thought this was quite interesting, and uh, you might as well, Howard Blues. Uh, nice packaging, right? They got the the uh, the dog with the smoke top hat on. You get it? It's a top hat. So this one, standard butane lighter torch there for bartenders by bartenders. And it goes with this little uh, box right here. Uh, I had to open it up and uh, take a look at it earlier, but it's a smoker. Look at that, the smoke top. So what you do from looking at pictures on the back, you have your drink. You put the smoke top right on the top there. And uh, you get the uh, wood, which just so happens that there's a nice little package that uh, that came with it. As I put down, I need like eight hands. <laughs> I can do all this at once. <clears throat> but there's four different canisters in here of maple, cherry, cherry wood, right? oak, and hickory. So you have these little canisters there. Quick look at them for you. And you put... Uh, okay, they unscrew. It's good I didn't try and force them open. There's... There's a look at the, the wood chippings. Nice macro shot right there. Hmm. Nice uh, nice smell. So anyway, you take them out, out of that and drop them. just want to make sure I get that closed. You drop them in the top. And as you can see, there's a, a wire mesh in the top. So it keeps... You know, your material right here so it doesn't drop through into your glass. You got them in there, and then with the butane torch, you light them, and it smokes through uh, the device there, through the top, so then you don't get the pieces of wood in your drink. And as you can see right there, there it's over the drink. Got the smoke coming through. And again, because it's uh, you know in focus, there it is. There you can see the smoke going through the glass. So, rude boy Kyle getting the uh, triple B into the smoking world, make some smoked uh, beverages and whatnot. So, Howard Blues next uh, premium live event at uh, 
you come over for have to make you a smoked whiskey drink or something like that but thanks to rude boy kyle wanted to do a live reveal yeah no that uh sounds interesting and uh looking forward to trying that at some point but not tonight kidder and on that disappointing note um <sighs> we've been talking for quite a while it's been good chat been a good night good episode but we all good things must come to an end and we need to wrap this thing up with our plugs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are they 20 percent off uh, only at beerbluesandbs.com. And that's where you can get great merch like this. The Triple B Pint Glass. Beerbluesbs.com. That's our website. Right at the top, click on merch. You get 20% off, and you can get great things like that uh, pint glass or perhaps the sheet metal sign right there beerbluesbs.com it's like advertising that does it for itself it's right there beerbluesbs.com other than that we'd love for you to like our page on facebook and follow us on instagram we share a bunch of updates there not only the shows but also some photos behind the scenes and other uh commentary if you will because we engage with you, the viewer and or listener. BeerBluesBS.com for the website and click the Facebook button or search Facebook or Instagram or YouTube to find the video version of this show. Also, a few awesome things to let you know about. Uh, we are everywhere that audio podcasts are available. You can find us all over the Internet and on your favorite audio service, Search Beer, Blues, and BS. You'll find us right there. We'd love for you to subscribe, like the show, listen to the show, share the show. We would appreciate it. Search Beer, Blues, and BS on platforms such as Google Podcasts, like uh, the Google Play Store, Apple Podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon uh, Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, and Player FM. That is just to name a few. We're all over. Search us, Beer, Blues, and BS. And please subscribe today. Otherwise, well, join us for the Killer Kidder Show on Spotify and uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to that. Follow that uh, playlist because I'm always updating it. I'm always adding new music to it. It's a great playlist to listen to and rock out other than that that's about it i think we've had enough for this episode wouldn't you agree howard blues yep uh howard is tired and ready to uh call it a night <clears throat> okay well it's a night so we might as well as they say wrap it up keep your glass at least half full there's free beer tomorrow and we will catch you on down that snow-covered Tuscan Highway. For Howard Blues on the other end of this thing, I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Ketter. We'll see you again on the next edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. 
If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. And, uh, you know, Lane, his last day today, so he's out the door. That's a shame. That's well. I mean, you know, he's getting to go to Minneapolis and be closer to you know certain things like uh, basketball games, and he said he's going to go to to some uh, hockey games, especially the uh, when the Wild play the Avalanche. (laughs) And I said, all right. I'll send you an avalanche hat so you can represent the proper team. And he started laughing. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy for him. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of disappointed that, you know, he never brought that last shipment of beer that he uh, promised us. We're lucky that he he brought in his work computer before he left because I've been bugging him for probably six months to bring it in because he took it home because he's like i want to work from home and i'm like no you're not why not i'm like why would you work from home come here and work because if you're here during your day then you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because <laughs> you shouldn't have to work from home he's like okay i'll bring it in he brought it in on uh tuesday <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that sounds like Lane. And he had to charge it. <laughs> so, just to just to uh, start it up to make sure that he had the correct password for it. But bottom sushi today since it was his last day. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Where was my invite, man? Yeah, uh, you're busy uh, doing your states, you know, your big time job stuff. <laughs> I was driving to Jamestown today, is what I was doing. No, it's gonna be a long reach. Yeah, oh, I, bet is that, it? I bet that drive was just, just the best. Oh, you know, we work a lot of bugging.